Our divine service today uh, begins with the Order of Matins on page 219. Please stand as you're able. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, King who comes to save us. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O come, let us worship Him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in His hand. The strength of the hills is His also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Please be seated as we hear from Scripture.
A reading from Isaiah chapter 2. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. And many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Isaiah chapter 7. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as shale or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, 
Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. We sing the responsory on page 221. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. In the contents of the Old Testament, the greatest sign and wonder of all time is the virgin son, Emmanuel. The prophet Isaiah, in chapter 7, as we heard, is clearly pointing to Christ. Christ, the one, in fact, whom all of the prophets had written about. Yet Isaiah speaks especially of the Messiah's mother. We've heard a little bit of this before. In the very first promise of the Messiah, back in Genesis, Eve is the woman from whom the blessed seed shall come. Also Micah, the prophet, writes of the woman who shall give birth. But none of these prophecies include a mention of the husband. None of these prophecies mention the father of this child. So Isaiah clarifies, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. This contradicts all laws. This takes the whole order of nature and throws it upside down. That a virgin should conceive, give birth, become a mother, and during all this time, still remain pure. This is a sign and wonder that is ever so unique. The Gospel of Luke sheds more light on this mystery. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to Mary and proclaimed to her that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and that she would conceive and bear a son by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. This is even more contradictory, more incomprehensible, that the power of God the Most High would, well, perform such a work on a poor girl in Nazareth. It seems ridiculous. It seems absurd. And... The one whom is 
conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit is also one that shall be holy and pure. This is not the normal human way. We know that naturally, well, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Just as Adam and Eve bore a son, Scripture tells us that Adam bore a son in his own image. Through the birth of Adam and Eve's son, sin had been transmitted to all mankind. This is the image that we bear too, conceived and born in sin. So what does the desire and compassion of God do? God puts his almighty hand into the course of nature. And God had, desi- had devised something new. And here it is. He who is to be born of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit shall be without sin, pure, without spot or blemish. And even out of the ages of generation after generation of sinful flesh, the holy root of David shall come forth from Mary, a sinner. The Holy One is born. Among all these corrupted generations, a new Adam is born, adorned only with the image of God, born in innocence, born in holiness. And it's not a holy angel that is born. It's a boy. This child was not created by God as something we've never seen before. This child is human, flesh and bone, the seed of David, the seed of Abraham, born into a fallen family. The perfect and holy son, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, yet without sin. And there's even more clarity given by Isaiah. Isaiah says that she shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel reveals to us the mystery of this person. Emmanuel means God with us. Just as the Gospel of Matthew says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What this name says was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. God with us. God in our flesh and bones and blood. God himself has assumed the seed. The word assumed the seed. The eternal word had become eternal flesh. This was God's plan. God's plan that he himself should become a man. And, of course, he certainly would not and could not partake of man's sin. So, 
according to the wisdom of God that surpasses all understanding, God obtained for himself from the Virgin Mary, by means of the Holy Spirit, a pure, sinless, human nature. And this guiltless body, this innocent infant, is the holiest of all temples, in which God dwells fully. Jesus Christ is the greatest sign and wonder of all time. Nothing else compares to the mystery of Jesus Christ. True God, born of the Father from eternity, true man, born of the Virgin Mary, and in the manner of true man, well, he died. But in the manner of God, he rose. And at the final coming of Jesus Christ, you shall see him face to face. Human to human, flesh to flesh. This sign and wonder that Isaiah prophesies also signifies something, something very good. It is a sign of salvation. Now, before, before Isaiah brings up Emmanuel in earlier verses, Isaiah had promised to King Ahaz God's help. At that time, the city of Jerusalem was being threatened by enemies. And while under this great pressure, God offered grace. God sent the prophet Isaiah to the king and said, Fear not, and let not your heart be faint. And God offered that grace. He offered a sign to Ahaz, a sign that God would help him. The sign given unto him, which the prophet proclaimed, was the virgin's son, Emmanuel. This sign is a, a pledge from God. A promise of divine help. A promise of grace. The sign of which the Lord himself wanted to give and did give, Christ Emmanuel, is a sign of salvation. By Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection, God has redeemed sinners and secured salvation for them. So yes, the virgin son, Emmanuel, is a sign of salvation for all who believe. Isaiah says in the verse just before our reading, if you are not firm in faith, you'll not be firm at anything. What did this mean? What did this mean for the people of Judah in Isaiah's day? Well, if they believe in this sign of Emmanuel, they shall continue to endure. Being firm in faith, they shall be firm in all things. And it hasn't changed for us, for all of us Christians today. If we believe in the name of Jesus Christ, who is God with us, we shall eternally endure. My friends, being firm in faith means being firm in all things. For God is now very near us. Even here 
In humanity's flesh and blood, God is to be found. Anyone who believes in Jesus, God and Mary's son, has received help. Because for the person who believes, that person has fellowship with the son, fellowship with the father. And that means eternal life. And whoever does not believe will be damned. King Ahaz did not believe the prophet's word. When the Lord commanded that Ahaz ask for a sign, Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. The Lord had proposed free grace to Ahaz, and Ahaz said no. Make no mistake about that. Ahaz refused. Ahaz was adamant. Ahaz was hardened. In fact, the whole people of Judah, the whole house of God, were of the same mind. So the Lord's tone changed. The prophet's voice then raised, Is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the sign and wonder of salvation becomes for the unbelieving a sign of judgment. It is a threat of judgment that Isaiah proclaims in the final verse. That, they will, that he will all eat only curds and honey, even at a mature age, when he was able to distinguish between good and evil. Well, what does this mean? Well, as Isaiah continues beyond this verse, he prophesies how the land of Israel will be ravaged and devastated. The only things that shall remain will be some cattle pastures, thorn bushes. And everyone left will have to seek nourishment from only curds and honey. This would be their punishment for unbelief. This unbelieving behavior of people has not died out. It's kept itself alive through the ages. Emmanuel. Jesus Christ. This sign and wonder has been set aside for the ages. And it's still spoken against from many sides. Unfortunately, many people wish to know nothing of God who came in the flesh. Many have turned away from God. And so, people who turn their backs on God, God who became their very own likeness, they become shut out from salvation. This is why we pray during the month leading up to Christmas. Here's what we should pray for, my friends. That God may open their eyes, that they may be able to see and to hear this sign and wonder. Let us also pray for ourselves. May God open our eyes in order that we may see the sign of salvation which God has given, in order that we may rightly acknowledge Jesus, true God, true man. And in such knowledge, 
persevere to the end, and finally enter into eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our service continues with the Te Deum. Our Te Deum we sing today is page 941. We praise you and acknowledge you, O God. Please stand as you're able. Reprieve. You, O 
and happens kingdom to all who would believe. You sit in splendid glory and throned at God's right hand, upholding earth and heaven by forces you command. We know that you will come as our judge that final day. So help your servants, you have redeemed by blood, we pray. May we with saints be numbered where praises never end. In glory everlasting, Amen, O Lord, Amen. Our, sin our service continues with prayer. Page 227, we begin with a curia. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Father of mercies, God of all comfort, our only help in time of need, look favor upon all your servants. Assure them of your mercy. Deliver them from the temptations of the evil one. And give them the patience and comfort in their tribulations, in their illnesses, and any discomforts. If it please you, O Lord, restore them all to peace, joy, comfort, and health. And give them grace to accept any tribulations with courage and hope. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 365, Away in a Manger. Oh.